Welcome back to the conclusion of the Matter podcast. I am Ryan Weaver, one of your co-hosts with Ren Ferguson and Robbie Santiago. Um, welcome you all. Uh, Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. So again, thank you for all, all for joining. I hope you get something out of our last episode and uh, this part here. And I'm going to let Robbie tell us what that's going to cover. Right. So in part one, last week we discussed the armor of God, uh, and we talked about the purpose uh, and a little bit of background and some thoughts related to that. And then we got into the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and then, as Ryan put it, the gospel footwear last week. <laughs> uh, so uh, today we're going to get into a few others, uh, particularly we'll start off with the shield of faith. And again, this is taken from Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, so it says in verse 16 there, In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Um, so I don't know about you guys, but when I think of the word faith, I automatically go to Hebrews chapter 11. Um, and of course, like it mentions in the book of Hebrews about all these different heroes of faith mm-hmm. uh, that we call. Um, but it says there that without faith, it is impossible to please right. God. Um, so... Uh, Ryan, I know you talked a lot about kind of the purpose of uh, the different armor wear. So would you like to get into some of that now? Uh, well, yeah. So the Roman soldier used different variations of shields, but as they, you know, changed over the years. But um, this one would probably have been about three feet in length and probably two and a half, mm-hmm. th- three feet in width. And they could build a wall basically right. against their brothers yeah. and make uh, impenetrable defense yeah. and it was used to and they could even i saw a picture where not only the first layer was and you guys can't see me i understand that but <laughs> the first layer was kind of knelt down and then the back layer held their shields yeah. above the others and mm-hmm. kind of tilted if, the back and gave yeah. like protection. if you need if you need a visual reference google a viking shield wall okay there it's you the go. same same thing same concept. Same concept. yeah okay because they would line up like they would get guys one of them would kneel down and then the other ones like you were saying they would stand up behind them and so it would provide from straight on, and then if there were arrows coming, coming down, in, right? It would, yeah. yeah. So it protect. I mean, you stop and think about that. And they that protected the whole the whole guard the whole guard there from uh, air air attacks, which was would have been arrows yeah. at that point. Um, or spears even, and things or spe- of that nature. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but also, then they could break apart, and they'd have their own personal protection from swords or hand to hand spear type of stuff. So. It almost reminds me, have you guys seen any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies? Yeah. So I don't remember, like, which group of people it was, but they were, like, kind of, like, yellowish in color, or if that tells you anything. But, like, they would, like, group up and have, like, you know, like a huge shield of protection. Um, but then they would also, oh, like... I know what you're talking I, about. I can't yeah. think of, like, the name of them. But like, it's, their ships, they would link up the ships. And yeah. Would, yeah, I, And I have, like, you. strengths and numbers and things, yeah. and they still lost. But anyway, it just kind of made me think <laughs> Well, we're not going to lose, Robbie. <laughs> That's so. right, yeah. We're not going to be like whatever those people were. <clears throat> I think that, you know, um, again, what does it tell us for? It says it's to extinguish mm-hmm. or basically knock down the, again, Satan's... He, hurling it says flaming darts and i think of uh, archers you know putting you know tar on the end or rags and lighting Mm -hmm. them on fire and basically just sending missiles into villages and and things like that and here 
it tells us that, okay, Satan's not playing around, right? No. He's bringing the heavy artillery because, Mm -hmm. but, you know, going back to it, um, once again, alluded to it a little bit with the breastplate, what do you want to defend against Satan's darts? Do you want, if you had your choice to go, let's go to the fellowship hall, there's a big roll of aluminum foil in there, Ren. (laughs) You roll out some aluminum foil and you make your best shield. And Robbie goes and to the hardware store and buys a, you know, a, a two, a, let's say half inch th- thick piece of steel mm-hmm. that he can make a shield out of. I'm gonna probably take Robbie's over yours yeah. because of the strength factor. Right. So what kind of strength do you want when you're dealing with Satan? You want the mo- as much strength as you could possibly get. Yeah. So how do we get our faith? How do we get our faith? Romans yeah. ten seventeen. Yeah. Where does it come from? Word of God. That's right. Right. So, uh, and it's I, I I always love this this verse because I mean as he's stating they are sh- our faith is our shield, and going back to what you were talking about earlier, Robbie, in Hebrews chapter eleven, when we look at all of these examples that he gives in this chapter, whether it be uh, Abel or whether it be Enoch. Or Noah, I think about especially Noah there in verse 7, where it states, By faith, Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. I have, I mean, we, we know that Noah had to have been ridiculed relentlessly while he was building that ship mm-hmm. because as he says they hadn't seen anything like that and there's nothing been nothing like that since and so here he is nothing has ever happened like that before according at least in these people's minds it's impossible it's not going to happen mm-hmm. and so they're trying i'm sure trying to convince noah that what he is doing is senseless Silly. And I think of that as being the flaming darts of the wicked one, trying to get him to pull him away from what God commanded him to do. But he still did it by faith. Mm-hmm. His faith was what allowed him to prepare for that flood and kept him faithful to God throughout that situation. <clears throat> when you talk about not, not him not seeing it before, I mean, that goes back to the biblical definition in verse 1 right. of that same chapter. You know, it's the the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. seen. So, um, to us, we've never seen God. We, I mean, we see His power through creation and all that. This is similar to Romans chapter right. one. Paul calls out there, but we never, us three, we never we saw Christ, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Either we didn't see. What are we basing ours off of? This gospel, written yeah. gospel, right? This written, this written word here, and. You know, something I found, <clears throat> that verse says, in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. So what does that what does that mean? You can never go without it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's not something you, well, I'm not going to need it today. Right. And in every situation that we we find ourselves, right, it's supposed to be that integral part of our, of our daily life is taking up that faith. Mm-hmm. I'm even reminded of what we were talking about. Um, I believe it was with the breastplate of righteousness that it has to be active. It's not something. Well, a lot of people associate the word belief with faith, and it's so much more than just you know believing in God. Um, 
mean, there's so many people that believe in God, but then they you can't really tell it in the way that they live. Mm-hmm. You know, this faith, I mean, even staying in Hebrews chapter 11, you think of all those folks that it lists from the Old Testament, you know, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, all these people, they they had such action behind their faith. And that's, I think, the point that he's making that we have to do as well. And that's James's talk when he talks about, show me your faith by your works, as he's talking about obedience. Because he uses that same example of Abraham going to sacrifice Isaac. Mm -hmm. He was doing it because he obeyed. Right. And I think that's a good point. Going back to Ephesians 6 and verse 16, he says, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. If you have a shield, but you never pick it up, it's not going to protect you from anything. Good point. And so if we have faith, we need to take up that faith by, as you were pointing out, being obedient to God, and that faith will protect us from the attacks of Satan. So going back to the strength factor, um, I think it comes – it's a person – you've got you've to make your shield stronger. Right. You know, I look at Hebrews chapter 5 and verses 13 and 14. I believe it's verse 12 where he's talking about – you ought to be teachers, but continuing on there, he says, For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, mm-hmm. since he is a child. But solid mm-hmm. food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. How is your shield ever going to get stronger if you don't dive in? Mm-hmm. It's not. You're going to stay on yeah. the elementary principles. Well, not only that, not only staying on the elementary principles, I think we also see the idea of it's we're going to regress too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to become weaker. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, we talked about exercise a little bit in the yeah. last podcast. When you lift weights, you 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 get bigger, right? Right. You break something down, but it repairs bigger. Mm-hmm. And if you don't use something. It atrophies. It atrophies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same concept. Reminds me of James 1 where he says, he's talking about trials. Verse 3, it says, For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So like you guys were, were just talking about, if we just you know have belief or our faith doesn't grow, then you know it's going to fade. We have to continue to, to grow in our faith or, or it's going to have the opposite effect. Right. Yeah. Another thing I was thinking, this is kind of um, a, a different rabbit hole, I guess, if you will, but think of how many of, of these pieces of armor. It's like, maybe we haven't made this point so far, but it's all of these put together. If you just pick up like one of these, it may not be very helpful if you just put on a helmet but don't have the shield, mm-hmm. or if you like have the right shoes uh, but don't have the breastplate of righteousness on. You know, All of these things, you can't separate them. You can't right. separate like righteousness with truth, uh, truth from faith. Like you can't separate all of these things. You have to put on the whole armor of God. Yeah, and that's exactly. what it opens yeah, right. in verse 10, yeah, like right. put yeah. on the whole armor of God. Yeah. So uh, maybe we haven't made that point clear so far, but again, it's it's, it's not like we can have faith and, and not right. have righteousness. We can't like pick one. Um, but I mean, like it says in all circumstances, we have to have faith. It's, it's certainly not that any of these aren't, but it's certainly one that we can't go without. Well, you alluded to it there in verse 6 of chapter 11. Without it, mm-hmm. it's impossible Possible. to please God. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you have to have it. Right. Anything else on the shield, Rob? No. Okay. Well, we'll go on to, uh, to the helmet of salvation. So verse 17 of Ephesians chapter 6, and take the helmet of salvation 
and put on the sword of the spirit. <laughs> so we'll take the helmet of salvation first before we move on to the sword of the spirit. Um, so uh, I, I turn to Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Um, I said I'd turn there. I did a few minutes ago. Let me get there again. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Uh, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Of course, he's talking about Jesus here. And even um, just thinking about it now, Jesus, just like all of these are integral parts that you can't separate or pick one, Jesus is always like mentioned almost in the same breath of all of these as well, whether it's faith or you know, salvation, of course. Like All of these, Jesus is at the very center of them and also mm-hmm. something you can't right. separate. Yeah. Right. You know, going back to the analogy of the soldier, it was mm-hmm. it was a metal thing that went on your head. Sometimes they had ornate feather things, yeah. but it also covered the side of the jaws mm-hmm. to protect and the the concept was it protected your head. Right. And you know, we talked about protecting the vital organs. Yep. But if you are knocked unconscious, right. it doesn't matter if your vital organs are still working. Yeah. You're in you're in worse shape, I yeah. think, in that in that situation. And this allowed mm-hmm. them to take certain blows but continue onward or get to a place of safety. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I like, and, you know, I'll go back to the sports analogy. You, you think about how football has progressed in, I mean, these guys used to <laughs> yeah. play. I Do mean, you see the new practice helmets that they have to wear? Yes. They're yes. kind of dorky they looking, are, but, it's but it's meant to protect. protect. Yeah. And you stop and you look back at the history of football. Um, they used to, number one, play without a helmet. And then they went to these leather, leather things. That did that, nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, all you did was sweat in it. It's not like maybe maybe a minuscule amount of padding with the leather. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine with playing in that without any kind of head protection? No. Because oh. even guys get concussions with the gear they have today. And and you stop going into battle, and you got the the um, enemy swinging one of those. I don't know what it's called. Slings. No, I'm talking about the big metal balls on the end of the oh, chain. The, oh yeah. And Is just it a mace. 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 Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. Um, you, and you get clunked on the side of the head without a helmet. It's going to hurt with <laughs> yeah. a helmet. Oh, yeah. But the thought was it would allow you to continue on. Right. And does salvation do that for us? I think it does. Yeah. Because we can get, and Robbie, you alluded to various trials and whatnot. Right. The whole purpose of those trials is to help us to grow and get through those. And we stop and, you know, Paul says in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, Verses 17, 18, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal way to glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, and but the things that are unseen, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Even if we're dealing with something here, we can always look, hey, I can get somewhere better. Right. There's mm-hmm. something better coming. And that salvation gives you that hope, just like I think that helmet did sometimes. Yeah, no, and you're exactly right. And that leads into this verse that I have here. Because 10 years earlier than what we're reading in Ephesians chapter 6, because Ephesians was written about A.D. 60. But in 1 Thessalonians, which was written in the early 50s probably, uh, Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 8, But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's, I mean, using, obviously he's making a similar point in this passage in Mm -hmm. Ephesians. But to your point, it's that hope of, of heaven. 
that he's talking about that protects our mental faculties, exactly. if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because whenever we are facing something, when we are dealing with something, looking to to heaven, realizing, oh, hey, this isn't this isn't going to be forever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have to deal with this forever. It's going to be over, and I'm going. Something better is coming. Exactly. I mean, you know, um, I have here in in my notes that. It can protect our thinker, and a thinker is a term my dad used growing up. When, when, probably more than me than Reggie, but when I wouldn't do something like use your thinker, you know, use your head basically. But Uh it can protect us because sometimes we get, we can get so discouraged and and say, I I can't, or this is so big. Um, But even if I mean, even if it's even if it isn't temporary on this earth, I mean, people get all kinds of you know, unfortunately, medical things that mm-hmm. terminal illness that they're, they're never going to beat. But but on the other side is right. is that, you know, that hope of, of salvation right. is what what keeps you going forward. And Paul says in Romans eight and verse 24, for in this hope, we are saved. Now, hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he sees in the context of it. He's talking about kind of what you were alluding to, how. The creation, the physical realm is constantly deteriorating, and there's always issues, there's always problems. And that's true of everybody, whether you're a Christian or not. But for those who are Christians, this hope of eternal life, this hope of the redemption of our bodies, which is what he says at the very end of verse 23 before he makes that statement, he says it saves us. Now, he's not saying that it's a condition of salvation, because what that word saved also means is to keep safe and sound. Mm-hmm. So he's saying having this hope preserves us. It keeps us on the straight and narrow because we see the end result. Right, and I think it's maybe it's a coincidence or maybe it's not that when it's talking about the helmet of salvation, I think it's like keeping the fact that your mind, like your where your where your mental focus is, like and think of how many times in the New Testament, particularly in Paul's letters, that he's reminding these churches, remember that salvation was brought to you, and because of that, live in this way. Uh, and I like what Peter writes in First Peter chapter 1, um, and it's kind of interesting that in Ephesians, it goes from faith to salvation. And here in First Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 8, it says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So like one leading to the next. Mm-hmm. Different author here, but kind of having a similar thought yeah. process there. Yeah. Different author, kind of neat. but same guide of the yeah. Holy Spirit. Exactly, yeah. yep. Huh, wonder how that, wonder how that lined up like that. Interesting. Right, guys? Um, but yeah, I think it, it, it allows us to, to continue on when we get hit occasionally. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think like, if you, if you aren't mindful of, of just like number one, like the reward that salvation brings or what Christ did to bring about that, uh, I think that's why it's so important to remember both of those things, uh, uh, mm-hmm. And that's why it's right. kind of like protecting our head of it, all things. Yeah, it provides sort of a mental fortitude also mm-hmm. because I know we've used this example a ton of times already in these two lessons, but like First uh, Timothy 4 and verse 8, physical exercise. Mm-hmm. If you have a specific goal in mind and you are desperate to reach that goal, 
that gives you a mental fortitude that whatever happens, whatever you might, I don't know, whether you want to eat junk food or what, you realize, okay, I can't do that because I want to reach this right. goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, should we go on to the sure. sword of the spirit, I guess? Sounds good. Uh, well, I guess I'll start in verse 17 and read it in context. It says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Um, so... Uh, also back to the book of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 I had, uh, it says, For the word of God is living and active, or living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Um, so I know, Ryan, we've talked a lot about the the battle equipment. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll go ahead and elaborate on some of that. I think that this one, um, what what I found interesting about the sword is it is both offensive and, and defensive. Right. Yep. And um, I had that verse too, Robbie. Um, and so Ray did, did I. Too, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I could see and I mean, hear y'all's reactions. <laughs> you do a search and you find sword. You're like, oh, yeah, that's a good verse. But no. Um, I had Titus chapter 1, verse 9. Um, it doesn't use the word sword there, but he says, he must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. And I see in that verse the offensive ability and also the defensive ability. The first, the offensive is to, at least in my mind, to give instruction in sound doctrine, to teach those. Um, And the other one was rebuke those who contradict it to me is the defensive part. Like, Mm -hmm. Not that you're, you know, on the defense, but you are defending right. the word with you're defending the word with the word. Well, I know we brought up First Peter three fifteen. Always ready, be ready to give a defense. Mm-hmm. So yep. obviously, it can be used defensively. Yeah, agreed. So I, I think that um, I, the verse you read in, in Hebrews chapter four piercing to the division of the soul and spirit, the joints and the marrow. I mean, it can. I think that's. The, the point there is, I think you've alluded to it before multiple times, Ren, in Acts chapter 2, verse 37, when they were cut to the right. heart. Mm-hmm. What did that? The Word, the of, word God. of God. God. Yeah. Uh, the, the other, another passage that I think about in connection to this is Christ in Matthew chapter 4, which we often use him as an example of this very thing, because as you were pointing out, the sword of the Spirit is offensive and defensive. It's offensive in the sense that we can use it to prove what is right, going back to earlier in this, I believe it's verse 12, where it talks about uh, wrestling against principalities and powers Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Matthew chapter 4, Christ used it to resist temptation. So he used the Word of God, the Spirit, the sword of the Spirit, uh, defensively there in in that instance. The other verse that I think of with this, and I mentioned it at the beginning of the last podcast but it's that passage that we have in second corinthians chapter 10 in verses three through six where he's making a similar point that we're fighting a spiritual war uh in verse four he says for the weapons of our warfare are not the flesh but have divine power to destroy strongholds we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of god and take every thought captive to obey christ being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. So he's making that same point 
we destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. Well, how can we do that? It's through his word. Oh, God, yeah. And I was even, I know we talked about this a few minutes ago, but you can't separate parts of this armor uh, and leave some of it out. And particularly with the word of God, you can't separate that and truth. Uh, and think of how many times, particularly in the book of John, that it talks about truth um, and obviously, like, that comes from the Word of God. You can't separate those two things. Well, and John seventeen seventeen, yeah, as we mentioned yeah. earlier, right. thy word, word is, is truth. truth. Um, <clears throat> Ren, you were talking there about offensive defensive, and I, I think we see that in Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, Second Timothy chapter three, verses mm-hmm. sixteen. 16 specific, specifically where it talks about all scriptures be thou by God profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training righteousness we see the offense and the defensive there mm-hmm. it's good for not just those four things but right. um, again I think that um, the the shield could have been used offensively too I think depending on the situation but that wasn't the intent of it right Whereas this is specifically made to cut right. people, cut people to the heart. Right. And didn't Jesus say, "I came with a sword" or something like that? Didn't I read that earlier? I didn't come. I to, believe so. Um, I don't remember. Maybe I shouldn't have said that because I don't remember. I just launched on a verse there that I, I thought I read that, but <laughs> um, not a hundred percent sure. You guys keep talking. I'll, okay. I'll try to find it. Well, the other passage that I think about that makes a similar point is where, oh, yeah, he says that he didn't come to bring peace That's but a sword. Yeah, that and, and in the context con- of that, he's talking about how family members will turn against each other. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think that's to, Matthew 10. I, no. I, I came to turn uh, mother versus daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah same context. Where were you going with that? Just to, I find it interesting that that he used the reference of sword there because God's word can cause that division yeah. in between families. And going back to the point of mm-hmm. families can be divided over God's right. word um, because if some people don't want to believe the truth when they're presented with the truth, and it can cause a riff. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ooh, y'all have anything else on on those? I don't think so. No. The, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to continue uh, with uh, verse 18, I guess. We'll go ahead and yeah. read these kind of all in one here. It says, Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Um, so... I don't know if you guys were planning on going here. Anytime in verse 18 yep, yep. where we think of prayer and supplication, where do we often hear that again? Talking about Philippians, Philippians 4. Philippians 4, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of where I went. Yeah, this is this is what I call I, – I, it's not a piece of armor, but it's calling in reinforcements. It's still yeah. applicable to the warfare. Right. You know, you see on the movies where how much ammo you got, Ren. I've only yeah. got two. Robbie's got five. And what do we do? We call for backup, backup. Right? right? And who do we call for backup? God. God, right. Yeah. I always think of this as communication with our commander. Commander in chief. Yep. Yeah. yeah, because whenever you're in war, you always need to have communication of, okay, what do we got to do now? Where do we got to go? 
we need help to your to your point calling in reinforcements we need help with this we need help with that and i think this is one of the aspects of the armor of god That's that overlooked. gets overlooked yeah. quite I often agree. I agree. because to be honest with you i had never even really thought about it until i had prepared some sermons on this mm-hmm. after i had moved here ditto so it's something that that really doesn't get the attention that it's due i don't think yeah i i go to um hebrews chapter 4 Verses 15 and 16, where it's talking about, you know, we have a high priest that knows what we go through. But mm-hmm. he says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. And then in verse 16, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace in the help in time of need. Uh, literally, you need help in time of need? Right. Pray. Pray. So I, 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 it's funny you say that because when we were rotating the sermons before yeah. while we were trying to find someone here, right. I did a lesson on this, and I'd never considered that until, and that's I yeah. do it in as you know calling in the reinforcements, yeah. and I was like, that's so interesting because when you when you typically get a lesson material about it, it doesn't because no. it's not really part of the armor, no, but it's very important it to the yeah. to the to the entire entire package. Yeah, I would, I would because I would say so. I mean, you think about the, the 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 veterans in war today. You got the communications right. officer, right? Mm-hmm. They get all of this stuff, but yet they get the phone. Well, even and, even in that day and age, they had they had specific people that would, would that. relay back and forth to convey messages. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we think of that story of Nike. I can't remember what the guy's name was that supposedly ran those twenty six miles. I think it was to Athens, right? Oh, and then he oh, shouted yeah. Nike and then dropped dead, supposedly, if all yeah. of that is true. Uh, but, I mean, they had people that their specific job was they would sprint mm-hmm. from the battle to the commanders and relay messages to the army. Yeah, I believe it was between Athens and Marathon. I think yeah, that's, and where that's where you get the word marathon yeah. or, you know, marathon yeah. races today being 26.2 or whatever they yeah. are was that's about that same distance. Right. Uh, but I, I just think of the word support here. Um, particularly, I jump down to verse 19. It says that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. You think like whether it's Peter, Paul, like all of these guys, if they, if they weren't prayerful people and if they didn't have other people praying for them, almost in every letter it, it specifically says, pray for me. Right. Uh, you think if they didn't have... Or if we and if they don't have that avenue of prayer, where are they getting like encouragement, support? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I brought this up. I can't tell you which podcast it was, but I just think like when when bad things happen, or even when good things happen, but particularly when disastrous things happen. You know, if I were an atheist, I just would not know how I'd get through those right. things because, like, you know, how do you like how do you kind of come back up after something like that like if you know a tornado hits your house or Mm -hmm. if you lose a family member or something like i just don't know how i'd get through that if it wasn't for you know for prayer you know right and i think he also points out a couple of other things in those two verses first of all in verse 18 he says to keep alert Mm -hmm. with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints I think another thing that prayer does is it helps us keep our minds set on God, Colossians 3 and verse 2, like we've mentioned before. But also we can pray to God to give us that strength and that 
patience to persevere. Mm-hmm. Going back to the other passages that we mentioned, like James 1, uh, to help us through those trials, to help us to overcome the temptations, to help us get through this. And not only for ourselves, I think he's also making the point of doing it for saints, others. Yeah. Yes. And then going back mm-hmm. to that, the, the shield analogy, you're protecting your neighbor with yourself. If one guy right. gets out of, out of line, you know, then the whole the whole wall is at stake there. And here, you know, we're 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 not in this alone. That's the other mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah. And also, as you pointed out, Robbie, to pray, I would say also for boldness. Going back to Acts mm-hmm. chapter four, four, yep. Whenever those brethren prayed that they would have boldness in preaching the gospel. And let me tell you this, if Paul asks for people to pray for, for boldness yeah, for, for him, boldness. then we certainly need that also. Absolutely. And he also prays, I think, or he asks at the end of the book of Colossians, he asks them to pray for him that he would be able to make it clear whenever he does teach, which, again, is part of our purpose, part of the things that we've already talked about in this armor of mm-hmm. God, teaching, teaching his word, having boldness in doing it having clarity in doing it as well. Anything else? I'm good. Okay. Uh, well, this has been a couple of yeah, a couple of lessons on the armor of God. We hope again that it's been beneficial uh, to you and for you. We're again thankful that you tuned in and and listen to this. If you ever have any questions or comments or concerns, then uh, feel free to let us know. If you have topic suggestions, let us know. If you need to message us or email us, uh, that's fine. Or if you worship here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, just uh, just come up and talk to us and let us know if there's something, and we'll jot it down and we'll discuss it with one another and most likely do do an episode on it. We're always looking for more ideas. Uh, and so if you ever have, have anything like that, then feel free to, to reach out to us. But for, for now, let us always remember to, to, the, to the best of our ability to equip ourselves with this armor of God so that we can fight this spiritual warfare that we are engaged in and through Christ be able to emerge victorious. Is there anything else that y'all have? I just actually did want to add oh. just for always remembering the purpose that it brings up in the beginning of that against so we can protect ourselves against the mm-hmm. devil's schemes because sometimes sometimes I think we take that for granted that and think it's going to be easy but it's clearly not so right. anyway um do you guys have anything else nope. to add well i guess we can say that for now that this is the, the conclusion, conclusion of, of the, the matter, matter.